Fasting may seem like a funny subject to preach a sermon on. feels like it's kind of out of the blue. Uh, but I've actually been looking forward to this message. About, oh, maybe 20 years ago, we were doing the 30-hour famine, and they had this Isaiah 58 as a suggested passage for teaching on through that. And, and, and we did, or I should say I did. And it just struck me how powerful this passage is. Uh, to understand what a fast is and what, it, what God wants from a fast, um, in a fast. And, and, you know, fasting, one of the difficulties about talking about fasting uh, is, is it's, it's something that most of us, frankly, just don't do anyway. It's, it's like this thing out there that we know some Christians do and maybe we're supposed to do, but I don't know. Jesus once was approached by some people who said, hey, the, the Pharisees fast and John's disciples, they fast, but you guys don't fast. What's going on? And Jesus answered and said, the friends of the bridegroom don't, can't fast while he's with them. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away, and then they will fast. And, and here's the thing is, is we're supposed to fast sometimes. Uh, I just want to tell you, I'll, I'll just say that straight out. I, you know, we don't, we, we once, I think, as a church have done like a planned church-wide fast. It was over the building project a few years ago. But, but, you know, it's not something we in our society do in a corporate way very much, uh, but it's something we should do. Uh, and by the way, just so you know, just so that I wouldn't be a hypocrite, that was my greatest motivation. I fasted in preparation for this message. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't normally talk about it either, but I thought, you know, I want you to know that, that, that uh, this is not something I do regularly either, but I do because I feel it is an important part of a Christian life. Do you ever feel like you're living in a spiritual wasteland? Sometimes you feel like you're spiritually anemic. You know, going without food makes you feel physically anemic. But it's important for your soul. And, and if one part of you is going to be anemic, your body or your soul, guess, guess which one it ought to be? And the answer is your, your, your body should be the one that you choose to allow to become anemic, not your soul. And, and I want to tell you, for just, just this much up, you should, you should fast at least occasionally, uh, at least sometimes. And, and so that may be all you need to hear today. That, that's the bigger half of this message, and it took a minute to say. Um, I, I, if you have a, feel like you have a, a, a weak relationship, a missing relationship, an anemic relationship, and you don't know what it is, it may be that answer. Okay, by definition, to fast means to go without food. You, uh, for, a, for a specific purpose. Usually you don't fast just so that you say, so I'm free of the charge of being a hypocrite. <laughs> you know? Usually you have a better purpose than that. And I, you know, you, you, you fast theoretically to pray, pray better, to get God's attention for a certain cause, whatever it is. Uh, usually you, you go without food for a specific purpose, such as prayer. In today's passage, we find, though, that God, that's not actually what God desires in a fast. God wants more than just simply for you to deprive yourself of something. Uh, he, he is looking for more than that. There, there, there is the fast of depriving yourself, but God thinks lightly of that. In today's passage, we find here is the fast that God chooses, and that's the word he uses is chooses. Uh, this is the one he chooses. So I want to start out. Chapter 58, uh, the, the people of Israel are complaining to God because they're fasting, and he's not doing his part of the job the way they view it. So let me read verses 2 through 5. I'll start with verse 1. Cry loudly, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their wrongdoing and to the house of Jacob their sins. 
Yet they seek me day by day. They delight to know my ways. By the way, God uses sarcasm, and that's what this is. As a nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God. They ask me for just decisions. They delight in the nearness of God. Why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? And so they're complaining to God. We fasted. We wasted our I wasted a fast. Man, I went and fasted to God, and he didn't do what I wanted. What's wrong with him? Doesn't he know I pushed the button and turned the dial? <laughs> you know, he's supposed to do his part now. And, and we have to say they did this much right. They did actually fast. Uh, so who does better, the person who fasts poorly or the person who doesn't fast at all but finds fault with the guy who did it badly? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like not a good place to go. Hopefully we can learn from them not only to fast but to do it well. So what they did, wrong, what they did right was they actually fasted. What they did wrong was absolutely everything else about it. Uh, why, do we fast? why do we fast, God, if you're not going to notice us? What, what is the point of this? Why, why, do we, why do I humble myself to no profit? He uses that word, right? They, 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 uh, why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? And my first thought was humble. I don't see humility in this. But it, actually, it makes a lot of sense because you're depriving yourself of something you have the right to. And that's, that's what humility is, is to not grab for yourself something that is yours, to, to not gra grab rights or fame or whatever. That, that's, that's a good understanding of what humility is. But what's the point of humbling myself if I don't get something for it? <laughs> I go, Whoa, I don't think you understand what humility is. And that's exactly right. Humility doesn't need to be paid for humi being humble. It, it was hard for myself for me to humble myself, by golly. <laughs> and I want some recognition for it. And the people recognize, and they are correcting this recognition, that they're not getting the reward they want for fasting. They think they're supposed to be getting this reward, and they don't like it. And so that's their complaint to God. And the second half of verse 3 and verse 4 is God's answer to them. Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire. You're getting what you want. Uh, you oppress and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife, and to strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you have done today to make your voice heard on high. He says, the way you're doing it, do you expect me to listen to what you're saying when you're, when you're doing it like this? He says, he says Here, here's what you do on the day of your fast. You find your desire. I like the NIV. It says, you do as you please. You're, you're, you're fasting to do what you want. You're fasting to get what you want. You're fasting to make yourself happy. You're not fasting for God's sake. You're fasting for your own sake. You set the day apart for God, but then you serve yourselves, and it's all about getting what you want. Even the fasting is just a means to the end of getting what you want. It's like, well, you know, I need to pay for that uh, car, so I'm going to go to work to pay for the car. Well, you say, well, I need God's blessing, so I'm going to go to work and earn God's blessing, and now I've earned it, and he must get, give it to me. You, you, you pay the price to get what you want. And that's all they do. You drive your workers hard. And then you end up fighting. He, he says you, and when he says you drive your workers hard, I, now, I just want to tell you, in case you haven't fasted and don't know this, I'll tell you something about fasting. You get cranky, right? You, 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 you feel tired. You, you get tired. You get cranky. And, and it is the easiest thing in the world is to blast other people. <laughs> and and, and he's, he's describing, you know, in this case, obviously, the employer, the guy who's in charge, who has people working under him. And he says, you treat them badly. And he says, you end up fighting. And, and I thought of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 is most well known for the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, self-control. Against such things there is no law. But before he goes into the fruit of the Spirit, he talks about the deeds of the flesh. 
right? The deeds of the flesh. And so let me read for you Galatians chapter 5, verses, uh, Galatians 5, verse 20. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior. I'm sorry, I started verse 19. Idolatry, witchcraft. Okay, ready for the next ones? Hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, and factions. Now, what is so striking about those? Those are the deeds of the flesh, and they, they mirror what he says you guys, people, you, these people are doing on their fasts. They're fasting, and they're, doing, they're, they're clearly fasting in the flesh. You can go, well, fasting is in the flesh. It's, I'm giving up food, man. That's flesh. Uh, and, and, but it's supposed to be more than that. It's supposed to be more than just a fleshly thing. And because they are doing it in the flesh, they are reaping the rewards of the flesh, which are the deeds of the flesh, envy, strife, uh, arguings, fightings, beatings. It's, it, it, I have written down from here, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. And what did he say back in uh, Isaiah chapter 58? Behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with, a, strike with a wicked fist. And it's like exactly the deeds of the flesh. They are doing it completely wrong. It's interesting that on the day that you are supposed to be more spiritual, you find yourself more fleshly. Something's going wrong with what you're doing. And it's because their heart was wrong. They were fasting over fleshly things. It could not bring spiritual results. All it brought was you know, the, the fleshly results of going without food. You know, the, if, if you fast and leave God out of it, you're simply going without food, <laughs> and you're going to be cranky. Well, if you fast in a way that just doesn't honor God, then, then all you're doing is this fleshly fast, and you're going to pay the price of going without food. Their heart was wrong. The kind of fasting, he says, the kind of fasting you're doing does not cause your voice to be heard on high. It, it's just that simple. It is bad fasting. And most of what we call fasting is nothing but the beginning of fasting, right? It is, it is the first step. There's, it's like there's two parts of it. The first part is depriving yourself, but there's something more. And, and if you don't get the second part down, the first part is wasted, right? It's, it's kind of like, I know that to, to drive my car, I turn the key. Now I've got the key started, therefore I've driven my car. <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's, there's this thing, it's a lever, you put it in gear. You know, if you'd have a manual, for those of you who are not ready for the steel-proof car, <laughs> the theft-proof proof car, you have to take your left foot and put it down on that pedal <laughs> before you put this one into gear. It's, it's, it's the millennial theft-proof program. But, uh, <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> he says, is that all it is? Is, it, is, it a, is this the fast I choose? A day just for a man to humble himself? Uh, he says, says is, it, is, is it a fast like this that I choose? A day for a person to humble himself? Is it for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading sock and cloth, sackcloth and ashes as a bed? Will you call it a fast, even acceptable day to the Lord? And I'm going, well, but yeah. I thought that's what a fast was. I mean, it, it, it's... It's at least significant that you are making a sacrifice for God, right? Going without food for a day, anybody agree with me that's a sacrifice? Some of you skinny people say, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> the rest of us, <laughs> yeah, going without food for a day is a problem. Some of you have gone for more than a day, and I admire you. I never have. I've done 30 hours because I was forced to. Uh, <laughs> uh, was, was, is the most I've done. Is it just a day to humble, humble himself? Uh, and, and he says it's more than that. He wants more than that. Uh, they fasted. These people, 
Let's, let's look at their motive for fasting, right? Back to verse 2, they believe, they believe they're righteous. It says, they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways as a nation that has done righteousness uh, and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God. And he's saying, as if they were righteous people who have not forsaken God's word or God's laws. Uh, they, they seek me as if they have not done that and somehow think that because they're doing this, it makes everything okay, and I am indebted to them. That's what these people, how they seem to view fasting. He says, look and tell me if I'm wrong, because the way I see it, I should say, I say look and tell me if I'm wrong, because the way I see it, they're telling God he owes them uh, because of what they've done, and he's doing wrong because he hasn't kept up their side of the deal. And they're the ones who are right, and he's the one that's wrong. And, and I want to present to you two things that are very close and yet a world apart. One is fasting to seek God's favor, and the second is saying God owes you his favor because you fasted. Okay, So close, but a world apart. God does not owe you something because you fasted. But it's a great way to seek God's favor. But to seek God's favor comes knowing that he doesn't have to give it, and he certainly doesn't have to answer your prayer the way you want it. Uh, he knows you're, you're, you're part of the whole humility thing is acknowledging he's the one who is God, not you. And, and, and fasting just simply for that reason, I think, is not a bad reason at all. The, the one who seeks to please, one, one of those ways seeks to please God, and the other one seeks to leverage him, right, or to use leverage against him. So back to the verse, God describes what we normally call a fast and says that falls short. That's just the beginning of a fast. So let's look at verses 6 and 7. Is not this the fast that I choose? To release the bonds of wickedness, to undo the ropes of the yoke, and to let the oppressor go free and break every yoke. Is it not to break your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Right? Uh, you know what? Summarize that in, in the simplest words. I know how. To, to, is not this the fast I choose for you to take care of other people? Isn't that what I choose? And you go, well, how's that a fast? God says, that's what I choose. See, and I wanted to get you to catch something here. We think of a fast as depriving ourselves. God's looking for us to give of ourselves, right? If we, if we fast only by depriving ourselves, we have done half a fast. But if we deprive ourselves and give ourselves, then we've done the fast that, that he wants. He says, is not this the fast that I choose? This is what he chooses. This isn't the fast we choose. This is the fast he chooses. To release the bonds of wickedness, undo the ropes of the yoke, let the oppressed go free, break every yoke, break your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Help bring justice to some. You know, there are people out there who, who are not... And, and, and a lot of times... You know, I think of, I think of, uh, I, I tend to be hard on the homeless because I see what so many of them have done to make themselves homeless. And I feel like until you stop doing this to yourself, there's nothing we can do to help you anyway, right? Uh, and there's a time and a, and a way to help them. And I tend to, tend to not be the most compassionate person. But there's homeless that are ready to be helped. And they're homeless who are truly the victims and that need help and, and that we can help. But he doesn't make, even make that distinction. He just says, help the homeless. Bring justice to some. Help free some people to, from bondage to sin. Now, what does that mean, from bondage to sin? 
to break the bonds of wickedness, right? Uh, and let the, the ropes uh, under the yoke. I think I got it out of a different version. was to break the bondage of sin, to break the yoke of wickedness. Some people uh, are trapped in their sin. And, and to actually do something more than to stand back and condemn them and say, ha ha, sucker, you're paying for your sin. You know, to actually do something to help that person find their way out of sin, to, to do something more than condemn them, but to help them. God says, that's the fast that I choose, to free them from their bondage to sin. Help people who are oppressed. And, and, and when he talks about the yoke, right, when, when I read this about the yoke, I think of those people who are forced to work too hard. And I, I think, honestly, of a different era. Because it's hard to see in our society today that people are forced to work too hard. Seems like we've got the other problem. People don't want to work at all, <laughs> right? And so it's really hard to, 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 to read this and say, look at our society and those poor people who are forced to work too hard. Uh, and, and, and so it's kind of hard to apply that directly into our own situation. But there are still people who are hungry who need help. And there are people who are homeless who are help. There are people who need clothing and they need help. And the, and, and the last one... Man, not to hide yourself from your own flesh. He's not talking about your arm. He's not talking about your leg. He's talking about your family. <laughs> Help your family. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, uh, there's a line. I don't remember out of what movie it was in, but, it, but the guy says, uh, says a line. Uh, oh, is that a Spy Kids? Spy Kids. I thought every family had an uncle like that. <laughs> yeah. Pick on Bethany for a minute. She didn't like my brothers. Any of them. Because they were... Because <laughs> they were scary. <laughs> I have scary brothers. They, she, had, she had a bunch of scary uncles. And what can I say? She's right. <laughs> yes, it's the, the, the way it is. Uh, sometimes they need help too. <laughs> to, help, to help your flesh. Not to deny them. Uh, to do what you can for them. And sometimes the people, and, and when I say that, why do I bring them up? Because sometimes the people, we're talking about people who you don't want to help for a reason. There's a reason you may not want to help some of these people. And he says, this is what I call a fast. This is, this is what matters to me. Um, how many of these people do you hear and you say, well, but they're not doing anything to help themselves. They, they, they could be out of that problem. A lot of these people who fit these descriptions have brought it on themselves. There's no denying that. Some of them are truly victims. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell one from another. I'll give you a secret. Working at Care and Share, which I don't do the front desk hardly ever, uh, but I have on occasion, and, and it's, it's easy to get a, a bad attitude towards people who, who use the system and abuse the system. But every now and then you have people come in and you go, wow, I'm so glad to be able to help those people. It is so rewarding to actually help somebody who you go, wow, if we weren't here, that person would be hungry. That person could not make it. And, and it's a rewarding and blessing to, to be part of that. Um, it, it is a good thing to do. It, it is, it, it's, but sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes you can't tell one from another. Especially, you know, you live in a place like Davenport, right? In Davenport, you have a farmer who's worth $5 million, and you have a farmer who's in debt. Guess how they dress? The same. <laughs> Guess what they drive? The same pickup. You know, they, they don't look any different. They, you can't tell. It's, sometimes you can't tell. Sometimes you can't tell. Uh, what's our responsibility? To be ready to help whoever. 
sometimes you can feel like your charity is fruitless charity. Like what you're doing is going to make very little difference in their lives. And you may be right. What you're doing may make very little difference in their lives. But God doesn't judge us based on our success rate. God judges us best on our effort to, to obey him. And this is the fast he chooses. This is what he calls the fast he chooses. It's not that someone deprives himself, but that someone gives himself or gives of himself. And then we get the rewards of proper fasting, and I get excited about this. I just do. Um, then, right? Then your light will dawn, or light will break out like the dawn. And your recovery will spring up quickly. And your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking, speaking wickedness, and if you offer yourself to the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like noon, midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in the scorched places and give you strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and spring a spring of water whose waters do not fall or fail. Those who, from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. If you do this, yeah, if you do this, the reward... For, I want to tell you something about these rewards. You look through those rewards. I want to tell you something about these rewards. They're spiritual. They're not physical rewards. He says, then you will make more money. Then you will drive a better car. (laughs) Then you will, you know, uh, one of the great, I don't know what the word is, the word I want is, one of of the great difficulties, not difficulties, one of the great problems with fasting today is that it's also healthy for you. And and I, I wish that news wasn't out there. (laughs) Because it's a distraction. And you can say, but I, I look better. My gut shrunk by that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to fast every day. Before long, I'll look normal. <laughs> but the rewards he talks about are spiritual. These are spiritual rewards. God does not promise wealth or prosperity or health. He promises spiritual blessings, blessings that truly matter. He says, your light will break out like the dawn. Right? We see it again in the, in the middle of verse 10. We see it, we see it uh, in verse 8. Then your light will break out like the dawn. In the middle of verse 10, then your light will rise in the darkness. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Right? Uh, he says, Let your, then your light will break forth. You will shine for God. You will glorify God. There's a verse in Philippians that they shine in the darkness like stars in the night holding forth the word of God, right? The, the, the person, the, the, we're talking about God's power unleashed in your life. That the things you do will actually start to become effective. And you know that anemic spiritual life we feel like we have, where we're saying, man, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, but I don't feel like I'm making any difference. I don't feel like I'm growing. I don't feel like my relationship is where it will be. That's what he's saying you'll have if you fast the fast that God chooses. Not the fast that you choose, not the fast to, to just to get something, but the fast where you actually give something. And, and here, by the way, I'm saying this so that you get, but recognize we're talking about getting spiritual 
blessings. He says your recovery will speedily spring forth. And it, and it, and it may be talking about healing uh, when it says, says that. Let's see. Uh, then your light will shine, uh, will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will spring up quickly. And, 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 and if you want to read into that, a physical healing, I suppose you can try. But I think it's talking about spiritual rewards. It's talking about spiritual healing. And if, we, if the word spiritually anemic fits, then spiritual healing is restoration of spiritual strength and being given the strength and the health that you ought to have. Uh, these people are spiritually sick. It's obvious as we read this passage. These people are spiritually sick. And he says proper fasting is a cure for that. He says your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord behind you. And, and, and I just... I want you to know I covet that. I, I covet that. That, that, that before, before I get there, God is paving the way. And after I leave, there's something left behind. I, know, I knew a man. He's been with the Lord. Man, a lot of years. Anybody here by any chance ever know the man Anton Netland? He was, he was a, a Norwegian missionary to uh, Japan based out of Spokane. <laughs> Well, he was like the most godly man I've ever met. Just to be in his presence, you felt blessed. It was amazing. Uh, when he prayed, you just wanted to stop and listen. I picture Anton when I, when I read this passage. I say, this was Anton. This was him. And I covet that. And, and I, I say this, I'm not talking about me. I'm saying we should covet this. It's an effectiveness that's not based on, by the way, it's not based on, on my strength, my health. I want to say my, I'm speaking for all of us. You know, our strength, our health, our stunning good looks, right? Uh, our intelligence, our wisdom, our, our anything. It's based on God going before us and God following behind us. God choosing to make us effective and make that difference in our lives. The righteousness before you, the glory of God behind you, you will be surrounded by an aura of God. You will walk in blessing and you will bring blessing. I read, about, I read a little thing about uh, Dwight L. Moody once. Some people were at the barber shop and they didn't know who he was. The barber knew him, but he didn't say anything. He, Moody walked in and he was one. You know, today, at least for white people, we don't hang out at the barber shop. We go in, we get our haircut, we go. Right, guys? Uh, black guys do it differently. Barbershop can be a hangout. And, and once upon a time, I mean, watch Andy Griffith. You know, Once upon a time, for white guys, it was a hangout too. Right? And, 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 and uh, these guys were hanging out at the barbershop. And, and in walks this guy, sits down, gets his hair cut, and he walks out. Doesn't really say anything to anybody. And, and, but the guys noticed. And they said, who was that? And, and the barber said, oh, that was Dwight L. Moody. It's like, oh, it explained because there was something that came in before him. <laughs> and there was something that hung around after him. You know, and it's not like we're talking about Casper the ghost. But, but I think what we're seeing is this passage lived out in a human being's life. Uh, I, I think, I think this, is, this is not pretend. This is real. Do you want God's real blessing, not just in your life, but through your life? Uh, and... and, and He's talking about this, this true fasting. He says, you will call and he will answer. He will guide you and satisfy your desires. And those things that they were complaining about in verse 3, why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? <laughs> he says, fast, right, I'll see. 
It's like, it's not that he doesn't see, it's that he doesn't care. He doesn't choose that fast. That's not speaking to him. But the fast where you not, only, not merely deprive yourselves, but give yourselves. You know, how much? I don't know how much. You know, uh, you, you can talk about a lifestyle, or you can talk about, well, I would have spent this much on food, I'm going to give that much to charity. You can make it a one-for-one kind of relationship. I don't know. You know, you, you figure out that, what you do and what you give. But the things that you were, were, were complaining about in verse 3, they'll be given. And then verse 5, we have so much more. The Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places where nobody else is getting satisfaction. You are. Right? And give strength to your bones, and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose, waters, uh, a spring of, uh, water whose waters do not fail. So do you feel like you've been wandering in a spiritual no-man's land, right? Do, do, do you want God to make a difference in your life? Here's your challenge. Fast the way... Not, not, first, first, fast. <laughs> you know, that, that's the first hurdle. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you the first... If you're like me, here's what you do. You pull out your cal- calendar and you go, I can't fast that day, I can't fast that day. I'll tell you, I will never fast on a Saturday because I'll come in Sunday and I'll go... Okay, people, <laughs> we're going to praise God today. <laughs> uh, and maybe so I say, you know, you know, I just made a big mistake. I told God never. <laughs> but but I, you know, I pull out my schedule and I look for, for a day that I say, well, here's a day where I think I can get away with fasting because I look at, at, you know, what does my day involve? Who am I going to see? What am I going to do? And what am I going to do the next day? Because I will be wimpy the next day, right? I'll be wimpy the day I fast, and I will be wimpy the next day, and the next day I'll be... You know, I, I don't know if you ever call me okay, but, <laughs> uh, but do it. Pick a day. Find a day. Make it, find a day that's work. Make a day work. And fast. And then when you fast, don't merely deprive yourself. That's the first half. That's the start. Uh, but then do more and give yourself somehow, some way. And then expect to see God's blessing in your life. Okay, Let's pray. Father, I just ask you to work in all of our lives. Father, I pray that we would be a spiritually vibrant people. Lord, I pray that we would be a people doing what you choose and whom you choose to bless. That we would be a people who show the difference God makes in their lives. Father, let us make a difference, not because of what we do, but because of you in our lives. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.